Hi, I'm Miranda Wright with HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. If it be possible, as much as lieth within you, live peaceably with all men. Romans chapter 12, verse 18. Note that the passage says, if possible, meaning that sometimes it's not possible because that the cross is an offense. The truth hurts. It cuts like a knife, or more precisely, like a sword, a two-edged sword that cuts and divides. Jesus told us this in Matthew chapter 10, verse 33, but whosoever shall deny me before men, him will I also deny before my Father which is in heaven. Think not that I come to send peace on the earth. I come not to send peace, but a sword. For I am come to set a man at variance against his father, and a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, and a man's foes shall be they of their own household. For he that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he that taketh not up his cross and followeth after me is not worthy of me. My friend, I tell you that there is a lie planted by the enemy of the cross of Jesus Christ that tells men that they can yoke up with that which offends God and it not offend him. It is not so. Do not believe it. Speak the truth in love, but reprove, rebuke with all long suffering. Do you think that the command to be willing to suffer for a long time is given because that men will love your message? No. And your greatest foes will be those of your own household, the household of faith. Many of Paul's persecutions came by way of church systems, doctrines of demons that defended their position through persecution of the truth. If they did it to him, will they not do it to you? Paul was beaten, imprisoned, or thrown out of nearly every city that he preached the teachings of Jesus in by the religious establishments. He endured great hardships to bring the truth to those who lacked it. He did not yoke up with it. He spoke against it. In 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1, Paul gives this warning and instruction to the young pastor. He said, I charge thee, therefore, before God, that the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. In other words, he's saying, I want you to remember before I tell you this, that you will give an account for every word spoken and the ones that were not. Because we were given a commission 
and a job. We were entrusted with the truth and a gospel that Jesus paid the ultimate price to release to us. He told us to go out and to preach it, to spread it, all of it, everything that he taught us, leaving nothing out. Therefore, does Paul say, I charge you before Christ as my witness, knowing that you're going to have to give an account of this on the day of judgment. He says, preach the word, be instant in season and out of season, reprove, rebuke, and exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth. In other words, they'll call to themselves those who say what they want to say, who please their flesh, who flatter and fluff and puff up, and they will turn away from those who preach the truth of God, even though that's the truest demonstration of love. To be willing to be long-suffering towards those who are heading headlong down the path of destruction. And some of them don't even know it because a wolf in sheep's clothing told them that they weren't. There is a narrow way, my friend, and those that really love you will tell you what they have to what they need to, to point you back in the right direction. But Paul continues to warn this young pastor that there will be many who will just turn their ears away from the truth that you are called to give them. And they shall be turned unto fables, which are childish, selfish, emotion-led fairy tales, lies, but watch thou, he says, in all things. Endure afflictions. Do the work of a real evangelist. And in doing so, make foolproof your ministry. For I am now ready to be offered. Paul was about to be crucified for preaching the truth. Do you think that many liked him and what he said to them? No, in fact, many times Paul said that no man stood with him and that many of those churches that he had planted had already turned against him. Nevertheless, he loved them enough to keep preaching the truth that a few from them might receive it unto salvation. Because Jesus himself said that only the truth can set you free. We're saved by faith. Faith is trust. Faith is believing the truth that Jesus came to teach us. Therefore, the only way to see men brought to salvation is to be willing to speak it. After all, as the scripture says, how will they know except they hear, and how will they hear except a preacher be sent to them? Paul closes out this passage by saying, I'm ready now to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. For I myself have fought this good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth is there laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but to all of those who love his appearing.
And again, in Acts chapter 20, verse 26, around this same time frame, Paul pins this, speaking of his own crucifixion. He says, Wherefore, I take you to record this day, that I am pure of the blood of all men. For I have not shunned to declare unto you all of the counsel of God. Take heed, therefore, unto yourselves and to the flock over which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers, to feed the church of God, which he has purchased with his own blood. For I know this, that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock. Also of your own selves shall men arise, speaking perverse things to draw away disciples after themselves. Therefore watch and remember that by the space of three years I ceased not to warn every one of you of this night and day with tears. Paul was pleading with the church to believe him, that even while he was being persecuted unto death for being willing to speak the truth to them, even though many didn't like it, he said, once I'm gone, there are going to be many wolves in sheep's clothing that are going to come in among you, some of them out of your own ranks, and they're going to tell you what you want to hear. They're going to tickle your ears. They're going to flatter and fluff. They're going to twist the scriptures. And they're going to end up selling your soul to hell for profit by way of it. You better learn to love Jesus' appearing yourself like Paul did. You better get in his presence on your knees with the scriptures and learn what it really says. And you better be willing to speak it, even though others don't like it and call you divisive, prideful, hateful, mean, or unloving for taking a stand. For Jesus. You think this is a hard teaching? You think this is a little far-fetched? You think this is a little cruel or mean-spirited, my friend? If they did it to them, the prophets that came before us, will they not do it to us if we are his true servants? Yes, they always loved the false prophets. They always loved the selfish priests and the Pharisees with all their prosperity and bling and fancy garments and nice buildings. The majority never wanted to hear what God's true servants were saying. The disciples on the street, prophets in the dust, the preachers calling out sin, pride, and rebellion for what it is, like Jesus. Peter and the disciples were brought before church councils who wanted to kill them. But for fear of the people, instead, they reprimanded and threatened them for their message, which upset and divided them. Stephen was stoned by the church system of the day because that he stood for the truth that Christ suffered and sacrificed to bring us. He held it of far greater value than men's opinions of him. He stood for Jesus. So Jesus stood for him as he received him into heaven. 
with the standing ovation. Jesus himself, who is our great example, of whom we are to follow after, was killed by religious people for the message that he was preaching. He was called divisive and a blasphemer. He was labeled a troublemaker, as were all of the greats of faith at some point or another, because the truth offends those who love their sin and the lies that validate it. Therefore do I assure you that if you are determined to stand on the words that Jesus died to give you, then there will be times that it is not going to be possible to be at peace with all men and maintain your right standing with God. So in these circumstances, it is better to be at peace with God than with them. Galatians chapter 1 verse 10, we read this from the early apostles. Do I now persuade men or God? Or do I seek to please men? For if I yet pleased men, I should not be the servant of Christ. But I certify you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached of me is not after men. For neither did I receive it of man, neither was I taught it. But it was given by the revelation of Jesus. If the message that you are preaching is given by the spirit of this world, then the world will love it. But if the message that you are preaching was given by the Holy Spirit of Jesus, will it not be rejected by the majority who have rejected him? Will it be any different than when he walked among men and preached the same message? You better get it in your spirit and be determined to preach the truth because you're going to have to give an account for it. In John chapter 3, verse 19, we read this, and this is the condemnation, that light is come into the world, and men loved darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest, that they were wroth in God. You were called to relay everything that Jesus taught. It's up to the individual, rather or not. They're going to receive it. We pray for them. We plead with them. We serve and labor. We try to be a demonstration for them. But in the end, Every man has to work out his own salvation with fear and with trembling. Jesus warned us that we would be persecuted by those who think that they serve him. He told us that many who think that they are going to heaven and are serving in churches are actually on the broad way to destruction. They have believed lies, compromise, and the doctrines of demons that have gotten them out of alignment with the true teachings of Jesus. 
They trust in their own vain imaginations. Therefore will you always be called divisive by the majority of the church for preaching the truth, because the truth will offend them. It will stand against their doctrine, their pride, their plots, their plans, and their ambitions. Yet only the truth will set men free. So real love will preach the truth, even if all men hate you for it, that one might believe it and be saved, regardless of who turns against you in the process. If all men love you, but all men remain in error and go to hell on your watch, you will be held accountable for your failure to warn them, watchmen, according to the scripture. Yet if all men hate you and label you a troublemaker, but one or two receive the truth from you, then great will be your reward in eternity, and a soul will be saved from the lies of the enemy and eternal damnation and torment. No, preaching the true gospel and walking out the commission that Jesus gave us is not easy but it will be worth it on the shores of eternity when you see the final tally. So tell them the truth. Stand for God, even if no man stands with you. Moreover, stand for God, even if all men stand against you. Don't fall for false unity or counterfeit love that says that you must leave men comfortable in their sin and error. Love them enough to correct them in true love and meekness, being long-suffering in brokenness for the destination of all such who walk in darkness. Be the light, even if darkness hates it. Be divisive, if it separates the wheat from the chaff and the sheep from the wolves in sheep's clothing, if those who call themselves the church don't like you for it, then remember that they did it to all the prophets that came before you. They did it to the apostles, and they did it to our Lord Jesus Christ, whom they claim to preach, even while they gnash at you with their teeth. We can do no better than he. We can only hope to do as good as he did in emulating him. And in emulating him, we can only expect to get the same reaction. Jesus said this in John chapter 13, verse 15, For I have given you an example in myself, that ye should do as I have done to you. Verily, verily, I say unto you, that the servant is not greater than his Lord, neither he that is sent greater than he that sent him. So have faith, endurance, patience, and long-suffering, forbearing one another in true love. Walk in forgiveness and keep preaching the true message and teachings of Jesus. John chapter 15, verse 18, Jesus said these words, If the world hate you, know that it hated me before it hated you. If ye were of the world, the world would love his own. 
but because you are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. Therefore the world hates you. Remember the word that I said unto you that the servant is not greater than his Lord. If they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they have kept my sayings, then they will keep yours also. But all these things will they do unto you for my name's sake, because they know not him that sent me. And in Second Peter chapter 22, we are warned that many who follow after the pernicious ways of the wolves in sheep's clothing, those Balaam spirits that are spots in your feast of charity while they work among you, he warns, he said that many who speak the truth will be spoken evil of because of the truth that they are speaking. My friend, this is not strange doctrine. This is a word of warning and instruction given to us in the scriptures because that those who speak a true gospel message will be resisted. We have a real enemy. This is a real war. There is real opposition and insurgence and manipulation of the words and teachings of Jesus. And when you come with the truth to set men free, the wolves in sheep's clothing will gnash with their teeth. They will growl and snarl and manifest and try to get you to be silent. They will call you unloving and divisive, all the while, while they are dividing the flock away from the truth of Jesus, of which having faith in is the only thing that can really save them. We have a very cunning and subtle enemy, my friend. You better pray that you not be deceived by him. Paul warns Titus, in chapter 1, verse 19, he says, Hold fast the faithful word as he hath been taught, that he may be able by sound doctrine both to exhort and to convince the gainsayers. For there are many unruly and vain talkers and deceivers, especially they of the circumcision, whose mouths must be stopped. In other words, those of the church whose mouths must be stopped, who subvert whole houses, teaching things which they ought not for filthy liqueur's sake. In other words, gain of something. Wherefore, rebuke them sharply, that they may be sound in the faith. Yes, it is okay to preach the truth in love and brokenness and boldness to those who are being deceived by the wolves in sheep's clothing. Even if they label you a troublemaker for it. This message was brought to you by HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.